Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. She's the co-founder of a customer experience marketing agency in Worcester. She has a background in engineering and marketing and is a self-confessed data geek who loves nothing better than a day lost in analytics and reporting. And I'm quoting from her bio here, so <laughs> that's not my opinion. Um, she is Laura Dupont of Freshnaus in Worcester. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Oh, really good. Hi, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Right, so uh, just before we get started, you're, you're Freshnaus. I've pronounced that correctly, haven't I? Yeah, you have, although um, some people say fresh new, uh, okay. the French, especially when they see my surname, but yeah. I kind of think that means as we, so that's yeah. okay too, but it is fresh nows, which is um, using your noddle, using your practical intelligence nice. to, uh, yeah, from a marketing point of view. Okay, excellent, cool. Yeah, it's a great name. Um, and your website is freshnows.com, so that's yeah. freshnous.com. Cool. All right. So uh, we're going to get started. Um, now, you're based in Worcester at the moment. Uh, is that where you grew up? Or? No. Uh, funnily enough, no, it's not. I've, I have lived in several different places uh, through my life. I was actually uh, born in New Zealand. Oh, right. So lived there until I was about one. Uh, okay. My parents were lecturers at university in Wellington. So, uh, oh, okay. Right. What did they lecture in? Uh, Business, um, yeah, business and learning development. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's maybe where I got some of my uh, <laughs> uh, info from. And, business acumen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, where we moved back, and I think we lived uh, in Liverpool for a little bit, and then mm. moved down to, um, well, I've lived in Buckinghamshire, Bedfordshire. Okay. Uh, right. I've lived in Leicestershire, went to uni in Leicester, right. so uh, Warwickshire, okay, Worcestershire, so Herefordshire, so uh, yeah, I've moved around quite a bit. Okay, what's driven that? Is that your parents' jobs or when you were younger? Or? I think a bit when we were young, although my dad had the same job for, for quite a long time. I think uh, my mum liked uh, new projects uh, with different houses, so, uh, okay. and then obviously <laughs> moving to university and yeah. then various jobs I've moved around. So uh, it's always fun, always like a new challenge. Okay, so were you sort of changing schools and that sort of thing as you Uh, changed a few a few schools. I think I went to two primary schools, then a a middle school, secondary Mm. school, and then I changed again for A levels. So Okay, okay. So constantly sort of having to meet new people and (laughs) make new friends and that sort of thing. Yeah. I do really enjoy it, but yeah, sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So what were you kind of into when you were younger? What was the the young Laura like? Uh, So, uh, well, I was into running quite a lot, so I was quite sporty. Um, And I was also really lucky to have a horse, so I spent a lot of time outdoors. Right, okay. Uh, Yeah, just messing around, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Were you good at school? Were you a uh, diligent think, student? <laughs> I'm not quite so sure. I was okay. <laughs> I was okay. I went to a grammar school, so that was quite right. lucky in Buckinghamshire. They they still had the grammar school system. So right. Okay. Um, however, I think I wasn't really that engaged. Okay. Uh, 
I have to right. say. I think I was more interested in hanging around outside and Okay, what more yeah. interested in the sports or just I think literally so, hanging around? Just <laughs> hanging around. I think I don't know back then whether people were as switched on into everything that you can do to help kids with their education. I mean I okay. just remember hanging out in the fields, so uh <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. But were you uh, sort of into certain subjects more than others or was it more, more the sports and things. I think I, mean. I was really just interested in sports, PE and games. I absolutely loved. I yeah. think maybe maths. I enjoyed maths. Okay. Um, probably less so English. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed history as well. That was good fun. Okay. And uh, oh, design technology. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Quite an A in that. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Still carrying that forward. Absolutely. <laughs> I won't tell you the others, but yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favourite subjects. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So. Um, I guess that makes sense because you, you told me on your bio that you studied engineering and marketing. And so is that yeah. is that where that came from? I think so. So I've always been interested in much more sort of practical activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than going to uni and doing sort of a pure marketing degree, I decided to do engineering, mechanical engineering. Okay. Um, and marketing and sort of manufacturing and, and the idea behind that is to you can then go and work in a, market, a manufacturing type environment yeah. but maybe in a marketing team so that you can understand the pressures you know that are mm. on the whole team and the business um yeah. so I've always done that type of thing always looked at it from a much more practical point of view uh, okay. and I think my right. degree really helped with that it's really differentiated the kind of marketing that I've done yeah yeah I think that's a that's a good shout because I did a purely mechanical engineering degree yeah. And there wasn't really very much of the sort of business and marketing yeah. stuff in there. I remember we did one module in business one time and um, it was really interesting, but it was like literally, you know, one module. Yeah. And uh, I always remember because we got, uh, we never had to do essays, you know, doing mechanical engineering <laughs> yeah. ever. And doing this business uh, module, we had to do an essay and they signed us this essay and we were like, whoa. And it was, <laughs> it was um, a, a 1,000 word essay. And we were in teams of four to do this essay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, no, that sounds really. So, so was that degree like a a, a a joint degree? Was it? Is that like a, a? So I think in the first year you did equal weighting in different sort of elements. So, for okay. example, I remember trying to do some CAD design yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite so good at that <laughs> well well then as well you, we didn't use computers I mean I know I'm not that old but we didn't no, use computers say. in the way that we do now yeah, it wasn't the yeah. same like you had yeah. you went to the library at university to log on to a computer you computer, didn't have your yeah. own at home really no. I had a like an electronic kind of typewritery thing it has a mm-hmm. really small screen you know like two inches <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Like thing and i had the best in my house no one had anything yeah, yeah so uh yeah we weren't all as competent do you know what i mean using um software and you know yeah, back true. in the day <laughs> no, no. yeah no it's true actually yeah we it was the same, same yeah. thing. i guess we're probably similar age yeah. but um yeah i don't think i had a laptop until third year of uni no, exactly. And then um, I do remember one of the other modules, the first modules we did on marketing, I did on um, Gossard's Wonderbra. Right, OK. And, uh, I got an A star for that. And my did lecturer you? wrote this comment, like, great topic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I put these pictures in as well. <laughs> so I chose my topics quite well. So uh, to win over yeah, the uh, lecturers. To win over. But that's what marketing's about, though, isn't it? When you think say, about yeah. it, it's yeah. 
yeah. all the way through. You have to understand who your customers are, you know. So it's just that I started that, you know, quite early on. Okay, so that was like a conscious decision, <laughs> was it, well, to, to choose that topic? It's important to get people's attention, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, so why do you think you understood that at that age? Because um, um, I feel like when I was at uni, I didn't really know what was going on. Well, that's what I was like at school, so, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying about school. Um, yeah, well, I think I I got it. By the time I got to uni, um, I started to understand a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my dad supported me a lot through my A-levels, which was really nice. He worked for Diageo, um, right. d- doing learning and development, but I think he really helped me engage in sort of understanding uh, the projects and customers and all that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. um, right. And then by the time I went to uni, I think I really enjoyed the, doing the engineering side. Yeah. I mean, I knew I didn't want to be an engineer, also <laughs> I didn't enjoy the engineering side that much, but yeah. I think it was the practical elements that really brought it to life. Right, okay. And, yeah. you know, we did some great things and um, we went on tour of um, Vauxhall, Vauxhall, okay. you know, cool. manufacturing side. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I remember doing my A-levels, um, so John Harvey Jones, there used to be a documentary about Morgan Cars. Right. And okay. I used to watch that in my A-level and I remember it forever. Okay. And when we then, uh, when I then, I mean, I'll come on to this, but when I then uh, started Fresh House and yeah. joined a networking event, um, we had a tour of Morgan Cars. Oh, yeah. And I was just like <laughs> the happiest I've ever been. It was, for me, it was a childhood dream come true because yeah. I was so impressed with that documentary. It made so much sense to me and the changes that they'd made. Yeah. So one of my dreams one day, I've always said, I, I would love to own a Morgan car. It okay. would be amazing. Excellent. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, in this area particularly, they just well, yeah. look amazing, don't they? They're Over so the hills cool. and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to take one out for a test drive uh, one day. Yeah, do it. That would do be it. really good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. Okay. Um, cool. So, yeah, so... so yeah, that, I think that's really interesting. Like that, you did the marketing with the engineering because um, it's a bit like I remember doing at, at A levels. You could choose between the two types of maths, and one one of them was a bit more yeah. practical. And and for me, I sort of always felt like it. It, it was like the reason for doing the maths, and yeah. I guess that's sort of what you're saying. Maybe it's like the reason for doing the marketing is yeah. is the engineering. I, and I think so, and I think um, it became really much clearer. Probably later after afterwards, my first job was in a. I was really lucky to get a job, a graduate placement job, okay. um, in a company called Schneider Electric, which right. is quite a well-known company, yeah. um, and uh, across the globe. And I actually joined their international graduate program. Right. So I got to do placements um, and training in different countries, which oh, was nice. which was fascinating, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I learned all sorts of things and met wonderful people. Yeah. And I was really lucky then. And I think I got that job because I'd done a slightly different type of marketing. And okay. actually, I went and worked in Leeds for six months. That's a place I've lived, I've never mm. mentioned. Um, and <laughs> was based you know, on the ma- in the manufacturing side of the business, but again, doing marketing. Right. But it really, like, all the stuff I'd learned at uni about just-in-time manufacturing, it really makes sense, you know, from a marketing and the USPs of an organisation and yeah, things like that. Yeah. It's really important to un- be able to understand that mm. and yeah. to have those kind of conversations. It makes a real difference when you're talking with different people from around the business. If you can kind of engage and have an understanding of the things that are up there up against, I think it really helps you and the job that you're doing as well so yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's 
uh, made a real difference. And it just reminded me, when I went for my interview, uh, <laughs> I, I was lucky enough to have my own car by then. Yeah. And I, I went to the interview and I'd set off. I was living in... Um, Leicester at the time, and the job interview was in Coventry. Yeah. And I'm really organised. I'd left enough time, but I'd gone out to my car <laughs> in the morning and it didn't start. Oh, no. I was like, oh, my, this is just awful. Yeah. So, I anyway, so I phoned up. I said, I might be a little bit late. My car doesn't start at the moment. So that was fine. So I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just student, just finished being a student. No money, nothing. Don't know how to get there. Um, so I thought, I'll lift up the bonnet. I'll lift up the bonnet. And there was this thing hanging up. I think, oh, well, I'll just put that back. Put that back. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Because yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, hadn't done that type of engineering or anything. <laughs> so I had no idea. And I put it back and the car started. Really? Couldn't believe it, honestly. <laughs> Drove off to the interview. <laughs> it was mad. Drove off the interview. They were so impressed that I'd fixed that my own fixed car. car. Wow. <laughs> but it was only like... It was only like fluke <laughs> i was that's like yeah cool. that's me <laughs> yeah yeah nice i like it yeah because usually like uh when the car breaks down that's i'm one of those people that opens the bonnet and yes goes mm, no <laughs> no that's idea. what i'm like though i honestly i have no idea i did have a boyfriend that taught me to change a car wheel but uh right well, okay. how to do that but uh yeah no i had no idea so i was really lucky yeah yeah that's pretty <laughs> really cool lucky. and then you could tell that story <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. yeah just uh, yeah, just fix the just car, car this morning <laughs> Drove over, yeah, nice, cool. So you got the job, obviously. Yeah. Yep. How how long did you do that for? So it was uh, an eighteen month placement. Okay. Um, and as I said, we did sort of training and, and work in the, di the different countries. I remember. Okay, where'd uh, you go? I <laughs> went to Spain. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Had such yeah. a good time, and there we um, uh, uh, learned about global. Global did a course called Globalese, which is a global communication right okay. and that was really helpful to try and help understand that people talk in different ways and mean different things from different countries so okay. different people yeah. like shaking their head might mean no or yes and yeah it's, it's about how to communicate clearly and um how to do presentations and all sorts of stuff so that was okay really useful um did a few weeks in france okay uh, the food was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, went to Germany, Italy, and oh, and then with the best one, we went to um, Stockholm and, yeah, and yeah. Helsinki. Oh, cool. And uh, there was a group of like we were all a similar age, so we got the um, party ferry from Stockholm <laughs> to Helsinki, and that was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> we were there for like the longest day in the summer as well, oh, yeah, so that really. was a really oh, good experience. Good. Cool, yeah. that sounds like a dream job when you yeah. just come out of uni. <laughs> like... Do you know what? It was so lovely because uh, there was probably about 30 of us. Yeah. And uh, we're still in contact. Lots of us are still in contact oh, cool. now. So uh, it is, yeah, it's really good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. So um, so you did your 18 months and then did you move on to... Then I stayed another year and I uh, have supported the, it's like the international strategic team for a bit. Okay. Um, and then I left after about another year, so I think I did about three years there. Okay. Um, and uh, one of the bosses I worked for had, was moving and setting up a new business called mm. One Electrical, which was right. an online uh, um, like wholesaler of switches and sockets and that kind of okay. stuff. Um, and they were setting up sort of this new internet-based business and right, trying to yeah, change, yeah. like, the marketplace because normally you buy from a distributor and you can't yeah. kind of go direct and all that kind of stuff. So they were trying to do it in a slightly different way. Okay. 
So we did that for a year, but then the business was bought out. So mm-hmm. I was living, oh, I lived in London. I lived in London a few <laughs> times. I forgot about that. Two, three separate occasions. Okay, well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was living in Twickenham then. Oh, and I did a, I bought a scooter. And did did you? my CBT. <laughs> nice. I had a Vespa scooter. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> because Twickenham's like one stop away from the tube. So uh, you had to get the train in. So then okay, you had to get, I was right. working in Clapham. So I had to get the train all the way in, back out. So yeah, I did a scooter test. Nice, brilliant fun. Yeah, so I scootered for a year into the <laughs> London. Excellent. So funny, you forget about all the things you did. Yeah, yeah, I know. It is, isn't it? So, when you start uh, thinking back and all those yeah. little, like you say, little individual stories well, of yeah, the that was stuff fun. that you've done. Oh, cool, <laughs> excellent, nice. So, um, right, okay. How far are we off um, when uh, you so decided then, to start your own business then? Because uh, uh, if you yeah. got a bit more so then I went uh, after that then I joined Empower okay so I stayed at Empower for 13 years okay right. uh, so I joined in the e-commerce team um, mm-hmm. looking at the home move journey from a customer point of view again so understanding okay. what sort of critical moments of truth are when somebody moves home and the last thing mm-hmm. they're thinking about is their energy and switching their energy right, so okay. how do you engage with people that are excited about the move stressed about the move when energy is really the least thing on their mind yeah. but also the thing that will really frustrate them when it, yeah. it's not working it would work but it isn't quite gone as they expected when they right. move so um, all that kind of stuff yeah, uh, no. and I did various roles in my last role I, I sort of kind of joined the sales I, sales team doing marketing right. again it's kind of that practical bit mm-hmm. um, it's where the numbers come from and you know when you've got a thousand door knockers yeah. you know uh, out on the streets in the winter it's really important to give them you know propositions and products that they can sell yeah because uh, yeah. their livelihood depends on it and when yeah. you're the one that are, you know dealing with that it's really important you get it right you listen to what they're saying what the customers are saying uh, i've been out door knocking many a night Have you? absolutely freezing Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Was yeah. that was that part of the role, or was it kind of to gain experience? I think firstly it was to gain experience, but then actually it's really critical that you're out there doing yeah. the same thing as the people that you know you're you're making these you're products supporting. and propositions, and you know the leaflets, whatever you're doing. It's really mm. important that you get first-hand feedback from the clients, but also from from the team. So. Yeah. yeah, okay. How how was that? Because did you have to like actually try and make some sales and things uh, as well? I wasn't allowed was to make the sales because you have okay. to uh, go through a verification process in order to uh, be... Okay. Um, but you still... I had a badge, but I, I couldn't actually sell. Right, um, okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it to a point. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was good fun. And after that, I actually then had a role where I looked after. I don't, I don't know how much you know about energy sales, but it's, it's quite a lot of validation and compliance involved. Right. So then we had a call center that would validate all the, every single sale okay. based up right. in Glasgow. So I looked after them. So mm-hmm. I used to fly every week up to Glasgow and okay. meet with them and make sure the validation process was going right and do the telesales scripts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I don't like flying either, so oh, that no. was a challenge. <laughs> Should have gone on your scooter. <laughs> we thought that imagine that. But that was another thing, yeah, flying up, you know, there and back in a day. So Yeah, yeah, fun. every week. That's, yeah. uh, that's quite yeah. a lot, yeah. That's oh, cool. Fun. So... Um, at some, did you go from this to starting fresh now? Uh, so I suppose maybe the bit. So I loved working at Empire. It was brilliant. The people yeah. were absolutely amazing. Mm. However, 
the, I don't know if you, in a corporate business, you sometimes sort of go in in the morning, first thing in the morning, and uh, you work away and come out, and you don't realise if it's been raining, mm-hmm. if it's really beautiful sunny day. Right, yeah, okay. And <laughs> I remember, you know, after a while, I just sort of think, I, I'm not sure this is what I want for my, the rest of my life, to yeah. live in this, it's kind of living in a bubble, isn't it? If, yeah. You have a network within, you know, a corporate business, which is great, and you can get things done and you can work. It's like a micro environment, isn't it, within mm-hmm. itself. But I felt like I needed to, I needed more in my life mm-hmm. than sort of that going forward. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's the point at which I decided to leave and um, I decided to set up on myself. I wasn't, I probably could have done a little bit more thinking. <laughs> if I'm honest. Well, you can overthink these things. I know, I know, because I, I initially I did think about doing something a bit different. I've okay. always enjoyed, um, even when I was at uni, I had uh, I worked in a care home at night mm-hmm. looking after old people, or okay. old people, and it's something I really enjoyed. Right. So there was some thought that I might do something like that, but it's quite scary. I don't know, you've been there as well, isn't it, when you yeah, first yeah. setting up. So, um, but no, but I... I've always loved marketing and have a real passion for it. So now I decided to carry on. But yeah, probably one of the things or challenges I, I should have sort of done, a, probably a bit more planning <laughs> before I left yeah. rather than planning when I'd left. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, how did you kind of, this sounds like a funny question, but how did you kind of know that that was an option to go and do your own thing? Because for, for a lot of people, if they're unhappy in a job, they'll, think well I'm gonna go and find another job yeah and obviously there's something there in your mind which thought well I'm not happy in my job I'm gonna go and do my own thing which is a different step yeah no (laughs) you're right actually it's a really good question and I suppose I'd met people that had gone and done their own thing gone and done consulting or or whatever and they'd said how amazing it was Right. Um, I, I had you know smaller children they weren't really small by then but um so the flexibility was, you know, would have been really good. Okay. Um, yeah. I didn't really enjoy having the kids in childcare all summer and, you know, right, having yeah. better control over your own life. And um, for me at that point was really important. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they started school and that challenge of having to un- sort childcare out mm. felt quite stressful, really. Um, I don't have, okay. I didn't really have any family that lived close by, so... Yeah, it was okay. Sort of difficult okay. to sort that out. Um, so yeah, no, I yeah, I suppose I just didn't want to go straight into another job. Um, and maybe I was quite fortunate that my husband was, like, you know, was there to support me and was mm-hmm. he's really supportive. So probably yeah. without him, I probably wouldn't have been able to have made that same decision. Yeah, yeah, sure. So. Uh, I bet you would have done eventually, though. Might, <laughs> I imagine might have so. Just, yeah. Maybe so I would have you... done the planning up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might have been the difference. But once you've kind of got that bug and that thought about doing yeah. your own thing, I think it's probably quite difficult to... I think the thing is I got frustrated with... with I mean, it's the same with every cor- corporate business, isn't it? That You work on projects as a team for months and months and months. Mm. And it has to be signed off, and rightly so, by the key decision makers. But yeah. in a company like Empire, there are so many key decision makers. It, you know, it goes to your boss, and it goes to their boss, and then it goes to the board of directors, whatever, who meet every third yeah. Thursday. <laughs> and You know, like if it doesn't jump through that. But 
But markets change really quickly. The price of, yeah. of energy changes really quickly. The propositions, mm -hmm. the competitors, it's a really competitive market. Mm -hmm. So you've spent months working on this really cool idea, blah, 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 and then by the time it gets approved, there's no point doing it because somebody <laughs> else has already done it. Right, so that okay, became yeah. soul-destroying, I have to say, after many years of that kind of environment. And yeah. we knew, I knew that we could do better than that. Um, and also I knew that we had so much to offer small businesses Mm -hmm. um, and that became really apparent actually when, when we left, um, that the stuff that we knew smaller businesses would benefit from. Okay. And I think we were really lucky with the time in, in the sense of a lot more tools became available for smaller, medium sized businesses that right. weren't available, that were really expensive. Do you know what I mean? Like from mm -hmm. a web build point of view or digital marketing, okay. I think it became much more accessible. Right, okay. For all sorts Just of businesses. Yeah. So I think it was a really good time as well. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, so that was like about six years ago, was yeah, it, when you, so, when you yeah, jumped was... in? Yeah, 2014 Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, my business partner, Celia, she she left Empower a year after me. Okay. So um, we kind of had the idea and then were, we spent probably a little bit of time planning. Mm -hmm. I then did a little work, bit of work, before she joined as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we weren't, but we would have spent that probably that first year. Again, it's probably one of the challenges where there was so much what we could do. Marketing is quite a broad subject mm -hmm. and people mm -hmm. often, some people often think it's just painting colors, you know, colors and stuff. <laughs> actually, that's not really the marketing that we do yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm much more involved in the, in the numbers. Like what difference did it make to the sales? Okay. So, so, no, yeah. so if we did this new proposition or we changed this or, you know, like AB testing, you know, mm -hmm. what, what impact did that have? Mm -hmm. um, and so I've worked always marketing within sales types of environment, whereas Celia sort of is more marketing communications. Okay. So she does a lot more of the words. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, I'm not so good at the words. You're the numbers so person. I do more the numbers the and stuff, and yeah. she does the words. So okay. together we make a really good team. I was going to say, yeah, that sounds like a good Yeah, uh... <laughs> it's really good. There are certain bits that neither of us do, and that's absolutely fine. So yeah. um, it's important to be upfront and honest about those but yeah. I think I'm also really driven and looking at new things and new software and new tools and I, th I think that's also one of our challenges is sometimes to so much you can get involved in yeah yeah uh, so it's <laughs> so exciting for yeah me, but sometimes drives her a little mad where are we going now Laura <laughs> you're geeking out on all the tech and stuff yeah. <laughs> so I enjoy it so. yeah yeah okay cool so uh, did you plan to both set up together then while you were yeah. working at Empower? Was yeah, the... so we t we talked about it, but I think having each other gave us, the, that was probably something else that gave us the confidence. Right. I think it's probably really difficult when you do it by yourself, yeah, but doing it yeah. together yeah. does, you know, gives us so much confidence together because there's times when, you know, you be honest, there's times when it's really hard and mm -hmm. you think, oh, can I do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Can I actually make this happen? And then your business partner is like, absolutely, Laura, come on, we've got yeah, this. Right, you know? yeah. And then I can be the same for her. So okay, I think that's yeah. been really helpful. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine because it can be kind of lonely, can't it, running your own yeah, business? And, like, especially when, the last year. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're recording this in December 2020. So <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's been a funny old year, hasn't it? Yeah, but, um, yeah I can imagine just having someone there to say, no, it's really right. good. Yeah, we can do this. Absolutely. Um, okay. Definitely. So, yeah. so when you when you left and you started up, then you said you didn't have that much of a plan. So, 
what did you do? Did you sit down with your laptop on the first day and kind of go, right, <laughs> what are we going to do? Well, I think the thing that we both <laughs> acknowledge that we should have done differently or could have done differently is contacts. So okay. I've, I've sort of touched it briefly before, but... When you're in a corporate business, you have contacts with the business. When you've been there 13 years, you can make mm. anything happen because mm. you know somebody up in Leeds or somebody yeah. here or somebody in data or somebody in software. You know, you yeah, know yeah. someone everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I'd lived in Worcester for the same amount of time. I didn't realise I didn't really know anybody apart right, from my okay. friends. You know, I've okay. got friends, but because I've moved around, there's a you know, core set of friends that I've made from you know, the kids or whatever. But yeah. actually, most of my friends are game around the country. Yeah. So I realised I didn't, you know, one of the things we probably should have done was probably get more contacts, sort of, sort of corporate-led contacts, not to mm. mean that could have supported us in those early stages. Okay. So I didn't yeah. do that. But again, one of the big positives that come, I was, when I was talking to Celia about coming today, and how many people I know through Worcester now, Worcester and Worcestershire and the mm. Midlands, like my husband says to me, oh, do you know anyone that does this? I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And that's from all the networking. You know, yeah, that's yeah. how I met you. And yeah, yeah. how I've met so many people that I know someone to do anything locally. Yeah. So it's yeah. incredible, the different types of networks and contacts that you yeah. make. But I think I didn't really appreciate that beforehand, if that makes sense. And I think that's something I probably should have had in place a bit more beforehand. Yeah, just how important that how is. How important that's really important. And and although I thought I had loads of contacts, they were all in the empower world. They weren't right. <laughs> they weren't in the actual real world. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I think that's a, definitely a learning for us. Okay, so yeah, talking about failures, you uh, there, there was one particular one I think you wanted to mention. Yeah. yeah, it was just a funny one. It's just like when you're setting up your own business. Obviously, one of the things we decided from the outset is that we didn't we wouldn't do our own accounting because it's obviously okay. you know it's a limited company. We wanted to make sure. Good idea. We got that right. <laughs> so we did employ an accountant straight away, sorted out all the paperwork. And then the first month we had to, we got our, our pay slips through, like, like just the same as we do in, <laughs> in the corporate world. So this pay slip came, landed on my desk. I was like really happy. Yay. I'm paying, paying myself. And I sat there and said, see, I don't, I don't really understand because my accountant doesn't have access to my back, to the business bank. <laughs> but I've got my pay slip. So... I don't really get it. <laughs> like, it, was like, it was a really stupid moment. So I phoned up my accountant because between the two of us, we didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. So I said, I don't really understand how I've been paid because you don't have access to my bank account. <laughs> she said, no, you pay yourself. <laughs> I just I don't know why I was so stupid, but like how I ever thought the money would have arrived. You know, it's just, and that just shows you what the corporate world can be like. You just things just happen, and yeah, it was just a, a really funny moment for us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll always remember that forever, having to pay ourselves for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, so how did you get your very first client? Then, can you remember? Uh, God, that's <laughs> a really good question. So, I we joined some networking things, and mm -hmm. to start with, we actually offered a couple of local. Um, businesses um, some support for free so okay, yeah. um, and it kind of moved from there and then we got uh, somebody that we used to work with um, a referral from them and then our own the, the network did then hit in when people started right, to okay. realize what we were doing yeah um, so that's how we have got quite a few business you know leads from from that type of stuff from our old network it just wasn't in quite the plan way yeah, that we would yeah. have, that we could have done it if that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of that stuff you can't plan though, can you? Because no. you'll, you'll meet someone 
and you'll think nothing of it and yeah. like you know three years later they might contact you and say absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we work? find happens so we do most of our businesses referral from from previous work that we've done mm. we've had a few from like find it in worcestershire i don't know okay um, right, no, that we used to be based up at six ways that was quite good right um and then that brings in more business but it's generally referrals so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. been the main thing okay so did you did you sort of realize this network thing sort of fairly early on and make then make a conscious decision yeah, to build your network yeah it was yeah, it was just like a moment of truth you know like a reality <laughs> that hits you we've had several of those moments <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's been an incredible journey really when we sit back and we we look through the things that we've done and uh the businesses that have come through and you know yeah. we used one of our first officers was on a high street in droitwich down right. the high street which is a beautiful beautiful high street it used to be um, a sewing alteration shop so we've right. had many people coming upstairs to see if we could um alter their jeans and stuff <laughs> well we have said Just no we said we could, we're not good at <laughs> we're not good at sewing <laughs> so uh yeah and we've we've worked with brilliant people and um one of the things i've did in the early days was I ended up being on uh, BBC Hereford and Worcester radio in the morning okay. uh, representing Charles Campion right, talking yeah. about sausages so uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> at half past seven in the morning <laughs> talking about the best sausages <laughs> so that was something I didn't expect to be doing yeah, so, yeah, and, sure. and that's when you realize you've made a really the right decision because yeah. the things I've done you know are, have been incredible some of the mm. opportunities we've had the places we've been um, you know, I'm no longer stuck in an office, nine to five, yeah, air yeah, conditioning, yeah. you know. It's the variety, isn't it? Yeah. I sometimes yeah, have to kind of it's step amazing. back and go, wow, I did, you know, went from this thing in the morning to this thing in the exactly. afternoon and in between I got to eat my lunch, you yeah. know, somewhere lovely <laughs> and, you know, it's like... <laughs> and that's it, and you meet such amazing people. We've met so yeah. many fascinating people. It's been absolutely incredible and we just wouldn't have had those experiences. Yeah, yeah. Before, so, uh, yeah. So, um, how long was it? Because I think you've got some employees. There's a few yeah, years so, yeah, we have five. So, okay. um, we uh, so we took on an apprentice, I think, in 2016. Okay, so it's your first first kind of employee. I think so. First, probably we had other people sort of doing little bits here and there, but the first mm. full time employee was 2016. I think around then and actually okay. and then we employed Lisa as right. well then and she was retraining from being a teacher okay. um, and so she joined us for similar reasons that we left you know what we were doing mm-hmm. um, so yeah and the journey for her has been incredible and yeah. uh, you, she's learned so much and she's done marketing courses and all sorts but um, sometimes I listen to her on the phone and it's just so wonderful to hear her talking to, to clients right, she's an okay, amazing yeah. client manager but just hearing her with all the marketing and the skills that she's learned I think yeah. over the time she's been with us is just incredible yeah yeah so. okay cool um, so yeah on, on that point actually a qu- just a sort of general question then like what when someone says marketing to you what does it mean to you oh wow that's a challenging question <laughs> in this uh well do you know what's funny because i was my daughter's just started doing business studies a level at right. Worcester college so she had a test this week oh yeah and it was what's the definition of marketing oh, okay. <laughs> so i feel like i might be able to answer it now okay. <laughs> what it means to me i will answer what it means for me for me it's about understanding your customers 
um, okay. and the environment in which they're in, but also the environment in which your business sits in mm-hmm. and developing, you know, propositions and processes uh, in order to, obviously, return on investment is really important for the business, but it's about your reputation. It's about, it's a broader picture than that. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, you know, helping businesses sell to mm-hmm. their clients, but selling, for me, in what the customer wants in the right way for the customer and using the right channels at the right times. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I often think of it as like everything that you sort of your message that you put yeah, out to the world, absolutely. I suppose, isn't it kind of? But I think for me, it's it's more it's deeper than that. Right. So a lot of, of what I do is really understand behind it. So, for example, using Google Analytics, yeah, um, you can go in and understand what pages. The, the user has flowed through your website. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, and it's fine having a website that looks really pretty, but if it doesn't perform underneath, if it's slow to load or Google mm. doesn't recognise all the pages, mm. you know, or you're not understanding the conversions that are happening and a conversion doesn't need to always be a sale, it can be a contact form or visiting a certain page. Mm-hmm. Um if you, if you don't really understand those and if those things aren't working, mm. it's like a mouse running really hard, you know what I mean, not getting anywhere particularly quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I think sometimes people are too focused on what it looks like rather than uh, how it works, and how it works is often uh, much more okay. important. Interesting. And yeah. Especially even stuff from, like, a comp- with the customer experience type of work we do, even from a compliance point of view, mm-hmm. it's really important to be compliant. It's really important to be customer-focused as well. Mm-hmm. Surely if you've got the customer at the heart of what you're doing it will be compliant mm-hmm. but yeah. often in the insurance world or financial services or energy uh, you can get over you know sort of focus with the compliance and use right, terminology okay. and words that are really heavy and customers really don't understand and therefore okay, yeah. surely that's not compliant either so <laughs> if they don't really understand so that's where Celia is really pushes back and sort of helps our clients make sure that they present stuff in the in, in the right way okay and um, so yeah, when we when we met for the first time, which was um, pre-lockdown, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Actual real life um, in-person event. Uh, and I remember you saying, you know, that you you, you specialise in the customer experience marketing. Yeah. Has that always been where you've tar- you know what you specialised in and what you've? And uh, no, it wasn't. Or? And that's probably one of the things that we sort of one of the challenges again that we had. So when we first. <laughs> Started. I mean, we have had some wonderful conversations, Celia and I. But <laughs> I won't. I won't admit to them all now. But uh, we did offer more of the marketing mix, and we still do offer it. Yeah. Um, so we can build websites and do brochures yeah. and leaflets and that. But actually, where we add real value is really understanding the end-to-end journey. So mm-hmm. even if it's for a business, you know, for B two B businesses, they don't always. I see the value. I don't think they understand. So even from a lead gen point of view, mm-hmm. understand that when somebody first hits either your website, like how do they first come into your business? Mm-hmm. Is it through the, your website or, mm-hmm. or is it through a networking event? Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with, with that data or that person, that contact? When do you then, you know, someone maybe pings your website and wants a, a certificate or a, like some data, a data spec or something from one of your products. Mm-hmm. And that person's shown some interest. It's about how you keep that person engaged. Okay. Um, yeah. Because even if they aren't necessarily going to buy from you, they might know somebody that that is or, you know, so it's mm. sort of understanding um, what people want. Um, so you might have like a, an engineer who wants the data, 
but the per purchasing manager might want something else from you. So it's right, okay. understanding that different people in organisations okay. need different things and mapping their journey through your business. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've seen some like maps that you've yeah, produced. They can be, yeah, they can be. They're really long. We have a whole series of whiteboards all the way across uh, <laughs> yeah. the room and uh, you're there with post-it notes moving things around <laughs> and uh, grouping things together and... You know, it's really important, obviously, to also in involve the whole team, which right, is why okay. we really enjoy it. So, you know, mapping a journey together and getting people, a cross-functional group of people together. And actually, they sometimes haven't met much before. You might have someone from a contact centre mm -hmm. to someone who's in compliance or someone who's in HR, and they don't really understand where they all fit together. And, right, okay. uh, well, I decided to not put the zero on the front because... I didn't need the zero and, and HR's like, well, that's why they keep not, you know, the forms keep not working and right, actually okay, getting yeah. people talking, you often find that you solve a lot of the issues yeah, from, from the end-to-end yeah. -end journey point. So I guess that's sort of issues more prevalent in the bigger companies as yeah, well, Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, and we do it much more from a marketing point of view. So it's about how, mm. how all the pieces of marketing that go out of a business um, engage in that customer journey. Mm -hmm. and the moments of truth and the touch points for the, for the customers. Okay. And we now yeah. run um, like NPS uh, and Net Promoter Score and customer satisfaction surveys right. with apps on mobile phones and all sorts of okay. stuff. So we now we get in, you know, with all the sort of sex, sexy tech stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, cool. Okay. So is that... Um that, that niching thing then, the kind of specialising in that area. Yeah, well, I think... Did, that, did that, did, was there a moment when you were like, ah, this... This is good because the message is clearer, or was it? Yeah, I think we went out and asked some people um, in our network what they thought about our business, our proposition. Mm -hmm. They'd known us for a number of years, and we yeah. did get some feedback that said, We're a bit confused what you do. Okay. We All think right. you do this. And we were like, oh, That's actually not <laughs> really what we do. I mean, we yeah. do do a bit of it, but it isn't really where our specialism is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I. For as we always say, every day is a school day. We are always learning. Mm -hmm. And within the digital world, you can always be learning. There's always a new yeah, thing. So There's always a change <laughs> or this or that and the other. And I love it. But you start to realize you can't constantly, you know, we're sort of, you know, quite a small agency. We can't constantly keep at the forefront of all these different things. Mm. So it's really important for us to absolutely know the things that we do and yeah. be the best at those things. Yeah. Um, I know enough about web design. Do you know what I mean? To yeah. lead a web design project. But... Probably I should, you know, a real technical expert probably is better at, at that than, than than me. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I think it's about understanding that and, you know, not trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. It's really yeah. important. It's, it, it can be a kind of brave move though, can't it? Because it the, scary, the yeah. people think, oh, I should try and do everything. And, you know, I've found the same thing over the last couple of years that yeah. refining that message and, and focusing is so much better than trying to catch I think so. <laughs> I think so. And as I said, you have it's a bold move that we made and we made the move probably eighteen months ago. Yeah. But actually as a result, it's been amazing. Yeah. And um, as I said, we now have, you know, a really good proposition around customer experience. Yeah. Um, and it's everything that we do. It doesn't mean we can't do the other things, but it's not where we where we mm. specialise. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, as I said, when when we met, like I remembered that yeah. straight away because it was so like clear. Yeah, this is what this is the the part that we specialize yeah, in. Absolutely, because so, um, marketing's huge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. There's a 
a lot to yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, um, I think we're probably probably just about coming up for time. It's flown, hasn't it? No, it has absolutely. <laughs> um, where's the best people for people? Uh, where's the best place for people to find you and connect with you? Probably on um, LinkedIn. That's yep. probably where we we focus uh, most. So either contact me on LinkedIn uh, okay, or cool. Celia Falgate or mm-hmm. Freshnouse directly. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll pop all those links into the show notes and everything and people can connect with you and, um, yeah, find out more about what you do. But um, thanks so much for coming in. It's been good fun. Thank you. Thanks (laughs) for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. No problem. See you soon. (laughs) Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye -bye. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.